Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by JinJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Tuesday, October 3rd. Right now, we're talking about Jaguars' offensive standouts against the Falcons. The Jaguars went over to London. They handled their business. They won 23-7, their first in a back-to-back in London. First back-to-back ever by an NFL team across the pond. The Jaguars will be taking on the Bills this weekend at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Going to be a big matchup. We will get into that one throughout the rest of the week. But for now, again, we want to look back at the Jaguars' offensive standouts against the Falcons and a convincing win. We'll get into it right now. If you enjoy the content, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You can also check out ginjag.com shop and pick up some new Duval gear. Really appreciate your support. Appreciate you being here. And if you like the hat I'm wearing right now, it is now available on ginjag.com shop. Limited inventory up there. Go check it out. Again, really appreciate y'all. So, Offensive standouts. Got to start with the quarterback position, right? Trevor Lawrence. I think he had a very good day overall within the context of what the Jaguars were asking him to do. They were not asking him to push the ball down the field consistently. This game plan for the Jaguars offense was to get the ball out quickly, not allow the Falcons defensive front and their pressure packages to get to Trevor Lawrence. They wanted to get the ball out quickly, efficiently, and that's exactly what Trevor Lawrence did in my opinion. Did he perhaps miss Christian Kirk down the field for a big play? Yes. Was there pressure that perhaps mitigated that? Yes. Was he very good in this game? Absolutely. Uh, He made some awesome throws. Uh, and, and in a wide variety of ways, really, you know, avoiding pressure, launching the ball down the field as he's hit to Calvin Ridley, who's streaking down the down the field. And, and you would say, well, he was wide open. That's not that impressive of, of a throw. But he had to make an incoming blitzer, a free runner, miss. And then he had to deliver the football while being hit. That was an A-plus play by Trevor Lawrence. Just the ability to get that football off and get it to Calvin Ridley down the field, I thought was was awesome. And then also operating from within the pocket. Again, getting the ball out quickly. Um, He was able to get the ball out outside the pocket as well. Um, And then on the run with his legs, he was doing a lot for the Jaguars. Just being able to pick up little chunks of yardage with his legs. Did have the long run early in the game, 22 yards, I believe. But three rushing first downs for Trevor Lawrence. He was highly efficient through the air. And again, that was by design. They just wanted to be a quick strike offense out there uh, against the Falcons and and, uh, hold on to the football, take time off the clock, and milk the game away. And that's exactly what they did. Um, This is an offense that does not have the best offensive line right now. You're hoping that that can improve with Cam Robinson potentially returning to the lineup in week five. We'll see how that all plays out and talk about that throughout the rest of the week as well. But I think Trevor Lawrence played really well within the context of what Doug Peterson and Press Taylor were asking him to do. Adjusted completion percentage of 80 in this one. Again, 13 first downs with his arm, three first downs with his legs. I thought that he was the engine for the Jaguars offense. And I thought he handled everything pretty well. Was it a perfect day for Trevor Lawrence? No, but very good again, within what they were asking him to do. Uh, I loved 
the anticipation that he was throwing with on some of these plays, especially to Christian Kirk. Um, he's throwing the ball way before the receiver gets out of their break. He's playing really, really good ball right now. And Trevor Lawrence, he is the second highest rated quarterback, according to PFF right now. A guy that is playing really well. Uh, I love that the Jaguars came out targeting Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram in this game. I expected them to do that if you go back and look at the prediction show. But they were the two biggest targets um, last year when the Jaguars offense started getting going, along with Zay Jones, obviously. They were part of this team. They they, They were a part of the team that really had the offense humming in 2022 down the stretch. And for me, I think they needed to be more involved than they were. The Jaguars had been force-feeding Calvin Ridley a little bit too much. Now I think you just kind of are going to see a more natural ebb and flow with with who they're targeting, with where the ball's going, than what you saw over the first couple weeks of the season. I think that Kirk and Ingram are going to continue to be heavily involved. Calvin Ridley will be as well. Uh, Zay Jones, when he gets back, obviously I think that there's plenty of weapons, plenty of mouths to feed. And as long as these guys uh, are unselfish and just happy to see points get put up on the board, happy to see the ball moving, this type of offense can really work at an extremely high level. And I think they do have the pieces in place to to uh, support that type of offense. Evan Ingram, seven catches on eight targets for 59 yards. He wasn't stretching the ball you know, down the seam or anything like that, stretching the defense out, uh, but they had a tough time covering him underneath. The Jaguars are using him on a lot of shallow routes right now, crossers, outs, ends, all that stuff, and he's really effective in that role. He's just so fast, such a good route runner for a tight end. He's a mismatch against pretty much anybody you're going to put on him, and again, the speed is just really difficult to deal with, and he's become a true professional uh, in Jacksonville at the tight end position. The the fumble he did have, obviously that's something you do not want. You got to be able to hold on to the football. Uh, he was able to get it back, fortunately, but you got to hold on to that football. Good play by Jesse Bates, who's one of the best safeties in the league, right? But Evan Ingram need to hold on to the football. Really impressive to get it back, like high effort play to go get the football back. But you want to avoid that situation in the first place because that's the type of play that if the ball doesn't bounce your way could really flip the momentum and change the course of a game. No doubt about it in my mind. Christian Kirk, he had eight catches on 12 targets for 84 yards, perhaps none bigger than that fourth down grab on the second drive that ended up leading to a Jaguars score. That was timing, precision, chemistry, all that stuff between Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk. I think you're really starting to see that that connection light up again uh, here in 2023, and I think that's good for the Jaguars offense because he's probably their most efficient receiver when – Things are humming when the connection is tight between Trevor and and uh, Christian Kirk. He's again, I think their most efficient receiver because he can win down the field, he can win intermediate, he can win shallow, and that can really help out your offense when the defense doesn't know exactly what Christian Kirk is trying to do. I think you saw that um, in, in a pretty big way against the Falcons. Calvin Ridley. He did not have a huge day, but he did make two of the biggest plays of the game for the Jaguars offense. Busted coverage by the Falcons on the Calvin Ridley touchdown, but he wasn't even supposed to be streaking down the field. He just kind of saw an opportunity, saw that the coverage was not where it was supposed to be, and him and Trevor were able to hook up for that touchdown. The Jaguars' only touchdown on offense of the day 
You were one-on-one with A.J. Terrell in the fourth quarter as well. Later on, you draw a 40-yard defensive pass interference, led to a field goal on that drive. Huge plays for, for Calvin Ridley. He also had a catch early in the third that picked up a few yards. Again, he was not heavily featured. He was only targeted three times, two times if you exclude the pass interference call, again, that netted the Jaguars 40 yards. But he was incredibly efficient. When he was targeted, the Jaguars had uh, extremely positive results in this one. And I think you're going to see him targeted more as the Jaguars move forward as they need to score more points. But uh, I think this was a good day for the Jaguars to get back on track again with Christian Kirk, with Evan Ingram, and Calvin Ridley was more of a decoy, more of a support piece in this contest. But again, two huge plays for the Jaguars offense. You got to give him a lot of credit for that against his former team, not dropping any passes that had been an issue the last couple weeks. Calvin Ridley, I think you're going to see him start slowly ramping up to being a, a real wide receiver one for the Jaguars. But in this offense, the wide receiver one is not always going to be the most targeted player. The Jaguars, they didn't get it going on the ground, right? No surprise there. The Falcons have a really stingy run defense. Uh, The design of the run defense by Ryan Nielsen combined with... Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You know, Calais Campbell playing edge, Grady Jarrett, David Onyemata, Caden Ellis. They've just got a lot of really impressive guys up front overall um, in Atlanta. And again, a good scheme to stop the run. So I think that it wasn't a surprise that the Jaguars couldn't really get it going. They did stick with the run a little bit just because game game situation dictated that, right? They were up 17 nothing really early in this football game. And then at that point, you don't feel like the Falcons can really do anything offensively and you're just trying to get out of the game without any big injuries and without anything crazy happening. That's exactly what what happened. And then you look at pass pro, what they were doing for Trevor Lawrence, still not great in my opinion, and Trevor definitely helped them out a couple times. But overall, I thought it was improved compared to what you saw in Houston, for sure. Uh, Anton Harrison, rookie right tackle, he had his first clean sheet of his young career, no pressures allowed by Anton Harrison. You love to see that. You also love to see the clean sheet and pass pro from Brandon Sheriff, who was going up against some of those talented interior defensive linemen uh, for the Falcons and and not allowing anything. That's Brandon Sheriff that that you saw in Washington. That's that's Brandon Sheriff that has made Pro Bowls and all Pro teams, right? That's what you want to see the rest of the season. If he can continue to stay healthy, then you're going to be seeing, I think, Brandon Sheriff continue to play at a very high level against some of the more formidable interior defensive lines in the game, and the Jaguars are going to face plenty of them. I thought overall the offensive line did enough in pass protection, kind of like the week before. Uh, again, not great, but not terrible at the same time either, and and I thought that Trevor, he um, 
he was able to get the ball out quickly. And again, that was by design in this offense. They were trying to get the ball out quickly to avoid any um, any potential leaks on the offensive line. We'll put it that way. I think uh, Luke Fortner was probably the worst offensive lineman in pass pro. He gave up a sack and uh, had a holding call later in the game. But on the sack, I think you look at it, and Trevor Lawrence, he was trying to find a shot down the field on that play. So I don't give Luke Fortner too much um, too much blame in this game, but I still think when you look at uh, where the offensive line is at as a whole, Luke Fortner is probably the weakest link. When you talk about Tyler Shatley getting in there at left guard, was Shatley perfect? No, but I thought he was pretty good for the Jaguars, better than Ben Barch had been. Um, Walker Little is playing good football. He did get beat once around the edge as well by Bud Dupree, but again, I think that was the same exact play where Trevor was just uh, holding on to the ball, trying to take a shot down the field. So not a big deal overall. Um, on the fourth and one where Lawrence got sacked in the red zone, he had time to throw, just nowhere to go with it. So you're probably looking at um, not a great play design. I think you had Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk pretty close in proximity in a tight window part of the field. I just don't think that that one really worked out for them. But that that sack was not on the offensive line, in my opinion. That was on the play design overall and Trevor not being able to get rid of the football. Uh, on the sack at the end of the first half, that's the one I was just talking about with Fortner and Walker Little. Uh, Trevor was just looking to find something down the field. Protection didn't hold up long enough. I think that they did enough if it was a quick, quick strike type of play the defense has no chance of getting to Trevor Lawrence. But Little and Fortner both got beat, again, not quickly, but Trevor Lawrence trying to hold onto the ball, trying to find someone down the field, and those two guys did not hold their blocks long enough to let that play develop. Sometimes you just need to give him a little bit more time when you're trying to take a shot, and you've got to know as a as an offensive lineman, as an offense, what you're trying to do on a given play and be able to execute that. They didn't do that on that play. Uh, Britton, Britton Strange, just talking about the rookie a little bit, he was playing with some violence out there as a blocker. I thought you saw that in a big way. Obviously, he had the double penalty play, which you never want to see. But I think Brenton Strange, the physicality he brings to the team is just a lot of fun to see out there, especially when he's getting out in space, getting some run blocking lanes going. You love to see it. I thought Tank Bigsby had a couple nice runs early. One was negated by a penalty, but he's looking like he's a player that's going to end up as the season rolls on being more and more of a factor as the Jaguars continue to grow trust in him. But Travis Etienne, they're using him as a workhorse right now, and they should because he's one of the best running backs in in the game right now, especially with his explosiveness, his ability to contribute uh, as a pass catcher as well. I think Travis Etienne's been awesome. Wasn't able to get going in this game because the Falcons kind of sell out to, to stop the run, and they have a really good run defense. So um, no big deal. I think Travis Etienne will have no problem getting back on track. And now look, I know folks talking about the offense as a whole – you want to see the offense score more than 16 points, right? But for me, four scoring drives, you will take that. They scored a touchdown early in the first quarter. They moved the ball well. Yes, there were some miscues here and there. There were some plays on third and fourth down that didn't quite get the job done. But again, moving the ball, they always felt like they were in control. They put up 10 points early. Then the defense scored seven with Darius Williams. And at that point, it just felt like the game was a little bit out of reach for the Falcons with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Again, far from perfect. There were some moments that play calling needed to come up bigger. There were some moments that execution needed to come up bigger. There's still obviously a little bit of an offensive line deficiency. But overall, I think this game was a step in the right direction for the Jaguars offense. They had had a really tough time the previous two weeks. 
I liked what I saw in the second half. Their drives all took time off the clock. Again, this is situational football. You're up big. What you want to do is salt this game away. Seven play drive, 10 play drive, 13 play drive. I liked what I saw overall. Yes, you want to finish, but not every game calls for 30 plus points on the scoreboard. They were in control, in my opinion, and they got the job done. They were giving the defense the rest, the Jaguars defense, the rest that they needed uh, to play well down the stretch. Again, keeping the Jags defense off the field a little bit was able to give them, in, in my opinion, the energy and the rest that they needed to keep playing at a high level throughout the remainder of that game. And again, the Jaguars defense only gave up one scoring drive at one touchdown to the Falcons. I think you have the potential to keep growing with the group you have on offense. Zay Jones, right? He should be coming back soon. Jamal Agnew should be coming back soon. Cam Robinson is set to return. Uh, depending on how they deploy all these offensive linemen, I think you could see a better unit overall than what you have seen so far through the first four games. Like if Cam Robinson's at left tackle, Walker Little at left guard, you've got Brandon Sheriff at right guard, Anton Harrison, who's coming off a good game at right tackle, and then Luke Fortner at center, which I wouldn't blame them if they want to end up looking at Tyler Shatley. I don't think they will because I think they really do like Luke Fortner and what he brings to the field from a um, communication standpoint, from a relationship standpoint with Trevor, um, and they think he's growing in that center role. But if he doesn't continue to improve, I could definitely see you know Tyler Shatley potentially getting in there at center. But I think you have the opportunity now, with Cam Robinson returning, to have upgrades at multiple spots along the offensive line and that could be really good for the Jaguars and you know Anton Harrison continuing to grow at right tackle Brandon Sheriff if he's able to continue playing the way he did on Sunday I think you could see an uptick in offensive line play and if you do see that then you could see an offense that can push the ball down the field a little bit more with more confidence and not be so worried that Trevor Lawrence is going to get killed back there if you're trying to take shots so we'll see how it plays up plays out, excuse me. But for me, again, this was a step in the right direction. You have your young quarterback. You have plenty of talent around him. You've got the coaching. Up next, the Josh Allen Bowl in London. Tough, tough matchup with the Bills, right? But it is a road game in London instead of Buffalo, and I think you'll take that all day. And yes, you'll probably need to score more than 16 offensive points to win that game, but we will get into it later in the week. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. If you enjoy the content, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You can also check out ginjag.com shop, pick up some new Duval gear like the hat I'm wearing right now. Again, really appreciate y'all. Have a good one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.